What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry, such as Chainsaw Man, who's here today. It's me, Denji, the Chainsaw Man. Yes. I'm you your gotta host. check out the video version to see what we're talking about. I know, yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Marcus Stewart. How you doing? Hello. I am officially in charge of this podcast because my hat says it dictates that. It gives me a full Yeah, the crown. I have a crown yeah. on, so I'm, I'm the- I guess you will be the first in line uh in the revolution. Yes, first in line of succession. And uh, wait, uh, no, at the guillotine. The, yes, oh, 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 this is the French Revolution. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, I yeah, see. yeah. Well, it was yeah, a good, good run. Sorry, Marcus. Good good it's gonna learned. be that Wesley Snipes gif of him holding the gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll t- I'll take that. If it's Wesley Snipes that executes me, I can I can live with that. And I guess not really live with it. I'll be dead. Yeah, you can die with it. Yes, with that memory. Yes. Uh, we are also joined by Kyle Hilliard. How you doing, Kyle? Oh, I get a double introduction? Cause, double so I have to be in character as Denji, and then I'm also here you have as this, Kyle. Yeah, you have a split personality on oh, this episode. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about stuff. Yeah. Me too. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Well, it's sort old of. news now. <laughs> well, at the time we're recording this, it is Halloween, which is why we're so uh, we're dressed to the nines, you could say. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, by the time you hear this, it won't be Halloween anymore. But screw it. I mean... Halloween, I, is this a hot take to say that Halloween is the most fun holiday? It's the best holiday. It's the best holiday, in fact. And to me, it it's, it's up there. To extend Halloween further, I, I don't think anyone's going to complain about more Halloween. That's a good point. Good if point. people can leave their Christmas trees up till middle of January, then we can have two more days of Halloween. Dang it. I love my Christmas tree up one time till May. What? See, that's just smart. That's just Wait, was it a real ahead. tree? Or a fake tree? No, fake tree. I was going to say, like, was this tree, like, just falling apart in your living room? (laughs) No, it was fake. But it it had an ambiance to it. I mean, do you even take it down at that point? You may as well just go the full distance just to say that you did. I know. Yeah, right? Yeah. Thank you for the proclamation, King Marcus. You're right. Yes, we are leaving our Christmas trees up a full year this year. (laughs) Whoever makes it to the end gets knighted. The Christmas decree. Yes, you become the Christmas knight. So you're rewarding us for our laziness. Love it. Okay. There you go. Is it laziness or dedication? That's it, right? I mean, you have to be dedicated to be lazy. You have to commit to laziness. Good point. Yeah. See? That's why you're the king. And I have to put up with every time somebody comes to my house, they're like, why is your Christmas tree still up? And I say, it's the best time of the year. I think you just say, mind your own business. (laughs) Get out of my house. That works too, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, today we're going to be talking about video games. Shocker. First up, we're going to be talking about Jusant. Marcus has been playing RoboCop, which kind of came out of nowhere, uh, for me at least. Uh, a new WarioWare game. And the finals. Uh, we might also get into a bit of Alan Wake 2 and Mario RPG if we have time. Um, we do have a hard out today, so uh, if it's a shorter episode, that's why. But let's go ahead and dive into Jusant. Marcus and I have been playing it. Marcus, you reviewed it for Game Informer. Uh, what is Jusant? And what do you think? So Jusant is a new game by Don't Nod, who, by the way, they've been bumping games out left and right, it feels like. This is the second game they've released this year. They did a, what was it, Harmony, The Fall of Reverie earlier this year. And they still have uh, Banishers, which was supposed to come out this year, but now it's coming like early next year or something. 
But uh, I feel like Avatar's three. This this almost feels like the most low profile because it's a like a meditative mountain climbing game, basically, where you play as this silent little guy who's got a cute little pet named Blast who looks like it's made out of water. And the entire premise of the game is that you're in this sort of like deserty area and you're trying to climb to the top of a mountain and you don't know why yet, but you just got to do it. And <laughs> but you just got to do it. You, sometimes you just got to. So what's neat about this game is the climbing itself. Um, you're literally mountain yeah. climbing. You've got a little rope that you use to anchor yourself to uh, the walls, which is pretty much your only real tool outside. You got of- a cool like hip hip gadget that they use to um like reel in their their rope yeah it's like know? it's a retractable it's like, rope it's like a little it's a little futury futuristic a little bit i mean it's cool is it uh, does that not exist they don't that does not exist oh okay <laughs> that seems like that should exist honestly but... as somebody who used to be uh, a part of the rock climbing community meaning i lived in a town that had a lot of rock climbing i didn't actually rock climb myself you did live in boulder um, right I lived in Boulder, Colorado, named after boulders, like the rocks. You guys climb. People them. climb. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is um new tech. That is new <laughs> tech in this game. Okay. Maybe our military has that tech and we don't know it yet, you know? But um the everyday rock climbers do not have the tech present in Jusant. Okay. Well we should work on that. Um but yeah, otherwise <laughs> it's a uh meditative like climbing game. You're trying to get to the top of this mountain. You don't know why, but Along the way, as you're climbing up, you're coming across settlements because there used to be a society that was embedded into this mountain, and there's no one else around, like it's been abandoned, and the only evidence that you have left is finding all of these different lore notes that sort of spells what life was like when things were better. I don't want to get too specific, I think one of the appeals of this game is kind of finding out what happened or how things got to where they were. You know what it reminds me of a little bit, Marcus? And less of a, less of a um, a mystery than Outer Wilds is, but it does remind me a bit of Outer Wilds in that way, like kind of looking at these the footprints of, um, you know, uh, an old village or an old group of people that you seemingly are a part of, but they are nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Maybe the character knows where they're at. Maybe it's just us that don't know. It's kind of you know, I I haven't finished the game. Um, but I'm very much enjoying like finding those notes, reading about the, the recurring characters who are talking to each other. There's also like, you can pick up seashells that are like embedded in this mountain, which is some environmental storytelling that tells you, Oh, was this covered in water once upon a time? And they kind of like, uh, act as reflection points where you can kind of hear, what it was like to be in this space when people were there. Right. Like you're putting the conch shells up to your ears. Like you used to do as a kid to hear like, Oh, you hear the ocean. But in this case, you're hearing like vestiges of the past of like, you hear kids yeah. laughing. And that's kind of or... where the meditation comes into play. Yeah. Because it's very Zen, like as a player, like these like nice low drone rhythm, rhythmic drones come into play. You're hearing like these like soundscapes sweep by you. A lot of like ambient notes and ambient noises, mm-hmm. you know, people chattering that kind of thing but all sort of disambiguous yeah or ambiguous rather yeah but um but yeah the start of the show like i mentioned is the climbing and the thing i love maybe the most about this game is that the the climbing mechanics are so well done so you, the idea is that you're you're 
you're steering both hands of the climber independently, like they're each of his hands are tied to a corresponding shoulder button, and you're pressing them to sort of grip onto handholds, and then sort of steering with the left stick to sort of like in a rhythmic like left right left right, pulling yourself up or shimmying across things. And it's something that sounds like it could either be cumbersome or even tiring on your hands, but it never feels like that. Like it feels like it walks that perfect balance of being more involved than pretty much 90% of climbing in video games, which can be pretty much automatic. You know, you just sort of see a handhold and sometimes just move forward on the stick and the game takes care of it for you. But also it's not going for like super hardcore realism where it's like, I'm trying to think of a game. Like there was that mountain climbing game that was in VR that came out. Uh, the climb. Actually, you played it, Kyle, right? I reviewed the a very first one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I didn't really particularly like that game. Recently, Horizon is a VR game that has a lot of right. climbing where you're like grabbing and pulling yourself up. And yeah, I mean, I I have I've played very little of this game, but uh, I, I, I think we I was on the new game played today with you, Marcus. And I was like, this kind of reminds me of Team Ico stuff. And and you being like, yeah, a little bit. Like that was all I really needed <laughs> to kind of like <laughs> sign up. And playing like the first really truly the first thirty minutes. The, mm-hmm. That was the big thing that I was impressed by. I was like, this climbing does not feel complicated or cumbersome. It's actually engaging and keeps you more involved in it than like say an uncharted where you're just sort of pushing the control stick, tapping X and pushing the control stick and tapping yeah. X, you know? Yeah. So like I yeah, I I, I really want to keep going with it. I, I it's not one that was I, I was aware of it. I thought it looked really pretty, but it has moved up, especially after your review, Marcus, to being like, okay, I got to I got to put it some time aside for Jusant. This seems like really interesting. Yeah, and what's because the climbing is like it strikes that middle ground. Like climbing up and hitting like an elevation checkpoint feels like an accomplishment. Like it feels like you have to work, especially because uh, along the way you can stake uh, pitons. I don't know how you say the word, but they're basically yeah, stakes. That's right. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, you pitons. have three of them at your disposal, and the purpose is that they basically extend your reach with the rope, and they also provide you basically a makeshift checkpoint because you can't die in this game because you're always anchored by a rope. Even if you fall, like you'll never fall to your death, which is good because the game's going for sort of like a more relaxed, meditative vibe. But there's still that it's element kind of, of like fail. exploratory spirit too. Yeah, yeah, but it still has like enough element of failure where if you're not mindful of how many batons you're putting down if you slip and fall you will just swing right back to where you started and you got to do that whole climbing section again and you go like oh i should have added a second one why didn't i so i I like that because it kind of gives you or not even kind of it gives you creative freedom to sort of figure out your way past tricky points where like oh there's a section here that doesn't have any handholds like it's just like a smooth wall so that's what the what can i do there how can i like maybe i'll put a baton here and then i'll you know, lower on the rope and do like a wall run to cross this gap. Maybe uh, you need the batons there too to do a sort of like a double jump to reach something that might be a little high to give you like an extra boost or, uh, you know, like things like that. And then you also have uh, your little water buddy. Um, His name is Blast. It's sort of this magical creature, basically. And when you use its power, it, it, it hit like a button and it emits like this pulse and it affects organic elements in the environment and it sort of transforms them into sort of like basically things to help you climb. So like if you use it near like a big flower bud, it'll make these sort of like grabbable buds pop up on the wall and you gotta you can climb those. 
there are like these big vines that will appear and then it'll like you'll see like a little vine and then you can make it grow and stretch up a wall and then you can grab it and just ride up the wall with it too if you want uh there's some other cool tricks i'm gonna get into later on in the game you can use blast for so it's like a combination of like real climbing with a little bit of like fantastical element elements to it and i think that balance is really nice especially when it can start getting more interesting in the later uh stages where you're sort of combining them like, okay what can i use here like how many batons can i put to reach this like weird gap or, or whatever while also using uh blast powers to maybe reach a flower so i can you know reach some other area uh what i also like too is that uh there's multiple paths uh like you know you're always going up like you always know like okay like I, the main path is probably up somehow but you're also going inside the mountain too so like there's multiple like like temples and like different corridors inside the mountains i can kind of get pretty elaborate like especially towards the end where you're like oh there's multiple paths here where you know not all of them are critical paths but they'll take you to like collectibles and stuff or sometimes they'll you have to solve something there that will open up something you know on the critical path like a door or whatever so it encourages exploring which i was doing anyway because just the i mean one the world looks gorgeous i think the art direction in this game is incredible it looks absolutely beautiful and just uh, also super detailed some of the like the ruins of the civilization um but also like it's just cool to get those sort of environmental stories of like exploring for a bit finding some weird room and you see like oh there's like a this is like a stable almost like for animals like i don't know if they have horses in this world but it looks like something like that and you would you might miss it if you didn't poke around a bit and it just sort of helps you fill in your head canon for how this society operated um, but and then there's also like actual collectibles, like you mentioned the seashells. There are these cool wall paintings that you can find that sort of tell the legend of the backstory of this world, which I went out of my way to grab as much as I can. And what's nice is that the game tracks everything. So because when you beat the game, you can go back and replay chapters and it'll tell you straight up like, hey, oh, that's you, nice. you missed this or you have everything here. So you can just pick and choose the ones that you're missing stuff from, which I, I recommend doing because I think it's like I said, a to get that vital background but also i think the writing in the lore diaries is really good like there's one particular set of notes from this girl bianca who you find at the you find her first note at the beginning of the game where she's presumably younger and she's like working in this lighthouse and she's talking about like something like some sort of disaster it's coming and she's like well i want to go to the top of the mountain but i i'm not supposed to like i'm supposed to be down here at the lighthouse and watch it but like i've been here my whole life and she's basically just a young girl like itching to go see the world so she's like screw it i'm just gonna i'm gonna join this expedition gonna go to the top and you're kind of getting updates on her story as you go higher and higher and seeing all the twists and turns and but you have to go out of your way to find these notes and they're not i don't think they're particularly hard to find in most cases like some of them they if you do any reasonable amount of poking around you'll find most of them (laughs) um yeah which is nice too. Like they want you to at least see most of it. Cause it does give you that background because again, the character doesn't talk. You don't, you don't know your explicit mission for being there until like, it doesn't start to become clear until pretty much the end, what you're trying to do. But I, I like that sort of like, you know, like that, I would say indirect storytelling, but it's just not blatant. Like it's not telling you like, Hey, there's not a narrator or it's not telling you like, this is what you got to do. It's like, eh, just poke around. You'll, you'll figure it out. 
and it's not like some super complicated thing either but i think that like but, but there there is a, a narrative right like i mean like am i going to get a story conclusion by finishing the game that i'm satisfied yeah. with okay good. uh yeah i i like the ending like i think the ending yeah like i don't think if you're looking for like explicit answers for what happened i don't think the game is interested in doing that like it does give you That's enough fine. context yeah. to kind of be like i think i have an idea of what happened here or at least why it happened um but yeah it, again if you're looking for like here's all the answers to everything ever it's it's not that kind of game and it no doesn't need to be. yeah i certainly um, don't want that i'm just curious if it's like are we talking like journey cocoon like draw your own conclusions like about everything <laughs> or like i the fact that there's a character with a name makes me think that there's like okay there's a little bit more here which is cool I'm yeah that. i mean yeah yeah it's a bit it's not as yeah it's not as open as that it's it's probably more in like the limbo inside camp of like giving you just enough to sort of like i think i have a handle on what's happening here but yeah, okay yeah, yeah it's big too but yeah i know what you mean but yeah between like that the the air of mystery this game has is amazing and again i think the climbing and the traversal is so much fun like i was so excited every time i got to like a new elevation checkpoint and you just kind of look down and you go like man i just climbed all of that because you can see everything yeah. you can see the entire path below and it's almost like intimidating but then you're like man i did have that and then you look up and see all the weird little hoops you got to jump through and you're like all right let's do it like I, it was never <laughs> like it was never like a bummer because again a lot of games when you have a lot of climbing and platforming you can kind of hit that next stretch and you're just like okay here we go and it's a chore and not even because the platforming is tedious sometimes it's just kind of mind-numbingly easy so you're just sort of like doing it and you're like all right let me just hold up and just get across this thing so i can get to the next cool part um but here it's like because all the climbing almost feels like a puzzle in itself of like okay why do i how much rope do i need to like you know, to swing across this gap or how many patons did I put here? And then, oh, I'm climbing, but I see another like door across here. Should I go over there instead? There might be something hidden over there. So maybe I'll just go that way. Uh, it, it, it's 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 just a, such a more engaging sort of climbing system. And honestly, I, I there's a part of me that wants to say that it's probably maybe the best climbing I've ever experienced in a video game. Uh, you know, again, it, it, for it to not be overly hardcore and trying to like simulate mountain climbing one-to-one -one, but also being several steps above what most video game climbing is i think it hits a sweet spot that i have not seen in games like this and combined with the story and, and just the the world building and the presentation it is such a pleasant surprise because again i don't know if this game was on anyone's radar it looked cool when they first showed it at like an what was it, like an xbox showcase a few months ago like around the summer but yeah, man, it's this game <laughs> came out of left field, like of something like, like this. Looks like it'd be cool, but I even then I was blown away by how much I like. Yeah, it. cool. We were talking at my Halloween party this weekend. I believe it was Kyle. Were you explaining to one of our friends that it's similar? It, it reminds you a bit of Shadow of the Colossus. That you said that. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Ana Diaz over at Polygon, yeah. and yeah, I mean, and this is based on like reading Marx's review and my limited time with it, but like I did. It lacks the um, what's the like the intensity of Shadow of the Colossus, which is For sort sure. of like it is the designed to be an intense, thrilling game, despite being sort of quiet and contemplative. And Jusant, to me, from what I played and what I read from Marcus writing about it, was like feels like they took the sort of contemplative part of Shadow of the Colossus and managed to make that the whole game <laughs> in a weird way, or like the, the also, parts like, of Last Guardian mechanics. where you're where you're climbing around without much 
anything scary really happening in the moment. Like maybe maybe that's too high praise because like that to me is like I'm talking about like apex of video game design kind of stuff because I love Team Ico so much. But uh, yeah. I think it just it it I think maybe the biggest achievement is just nailing that perfect balance of like meditative relaxed vibe but also challenge we're like this is not yeah, yeah. like this is not like a cakewalk game where you just turn your brain off and move it's like there's just enough challenge because you also have to manage your stamina when you're climbing of like oh i'm gripping too long i need to move yeah. and, and it definitely it definitely like ramps up as well yeah like i'm probably three okay. or four hours in and there are moments now where i'm like oh i totally played that wrong um and i've got to redo it yeah um, and it's very yeah, easy to, to adjust more. too like even if you make like a big mistake you're like okay i'm gonna fall down a little bit maybe not put this baton in this spot yeah and then climb over here put in a better spot like they make it again it feels like i don't even know how to articulate it it's like they almost account for everything of like making it just challenging enough to where you do need to think and be on your game but it's not gonna you're not gonna be like ripping your hair out being like i don't know how to get past this you know i i started it on steam deck and it was running just fine like it was running really yeah, well on absolutely. steam deck but oh, i think nice. i think even though i am always i love playing a game handheld i love handheld games i love my steam deck this one i kind of want to throw up on a bigger tv i think i might I think, I think it, it looks, looks great. gorgeous yeah to like yeah. xbox or something yeah i really love the art direction and animation looks great too yeah absolutely um i this game is is for sure in my top 10 this year wow. like towards the That's upper impressive. end i I really love this game. It just grabbed me. It's 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 interesting. It's unlike the other, you know, notable releases this year. And it's just I think because of its focus and its its niche, it just cuts through the the noise a bit for me. Um in a way that even like some of the best games this year haven't because it's like, oh, okay, it's another massive triple A game I need to jump into. Like Jusant's like it's tight. Uh, and it's really good at what it does. And yeah, it doesn't uh, overstay its welcome either. No. It's about like six, seven hours. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I need to, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like after, after tonight, after this podcast, I really want to play Jusant. <laughs> um, but uh, Marcus, do you, you've also been playing RoboCop, right? Did you review that for us or are you I am doing a review? It. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the time of recording, I know review embargo left, but just because of like when code came in and being busy, I, I haven't finished it yet. But I, I am planning to write a review for this game. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's worth saying full disclosure too. At least this is, was my perspective. I was like, I don't know, man, RoboCop. Like, do we need to review that? I don't know. Was that your sort of assignment, Marcus? I don't oh know yeah. Like, I mean, that was the moment point. they showed that first trailer, right? It'd probably have the same like reaction of like, oh, they're trying again. They're doing another RoboCop game. Yeah. Uh, I'm always, I'm always open minded, but there's always that kind of thing of like, well, you know, we'll see on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, sure, but I mean, it's not like RoboCop has some stellar history in video games where I have a yeah. reason to get excited. You know, you're just like, all right, well, let's see. Maybe this will land in the average range. I don't know, but you know, that Steam Next Fest demo happened, and that sort of was like the turning point for a lot of people, where people played that and were like, hold on a second. There, there might be something here. I kind of like on. this. This robot police man might have something to say. And I was one of them. I played that demo too. I was like, okay, I, I, I see. There, there's potential here. And I'm probably at least halfway through the game at this point, pretty deep. And you know, the game has its problems, and it's definitely a. It definitely feels like the definition of like a a mid tier game, like a double A game. But like at the same time, I it's. It's fun. It's hard. It's like 
it's as simple as that. Like it is an entertaining sort of like relatively basic shooter, like first person shooter that does its job of making you feel like RoboCop. <laughs> so, all right. So the idea of the game, I believe narratively, I have to double check, but I believe it's set between RoboCop two and three. It's definitely before three because Anne Lewis is in this game, who is his partner. For I've never seen movies. any of those movies. Oh gosh. <laughs> come on kyle robocop fan yes no uh I've, I've, the first one I've, I've seen and enjoyed but it's not uh i was like late to it it's not uh some people it kind of defines their personality you didn't grow- <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, i, I want to meet those people that are real fans of robocop like uh yeah uh his name is joe juba former game informer editor <laughs> oh is it columbo and robocop or is this yeah two, his uh, two blank like check figures Blank you know, Joe podcast. actually thinks he thinks RoboCop is Columbo. Actually, <laughs> oh my he got god, confused. That... Is, uh, yeah, and then oh, uh, yeah, Blank Check Podcasts. Uh, Griffin Newman, I know, uh, is a big outspoken RoboCop uh, fan as well. But uh, I mean, the first yeah. movie, classic of the eighties. Yeah, I, oh yeah, I, of course. I, yeah, people love the first. I love the first movie. RoboCop two, solid, good sequel. RoboCop three, we don't talk about. Uh, that's that's how it works. Uh, much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like, I think it's set between those two movies, two and three. You got Ann Lewis there, who's RoboCop's sort of, like, you know, sidekick, partner. Um, you got Reed there. And, you know, I will say that the performances are fine, but in a way, being fine is good because of how, like, RoboCop in a Accurate. lot of... Yeah, like, I feel like a lot of games miss the point of that first movie, where a lot of games are just straight up action movies and they take themselves very seriously of like, oh, you're Robocop, you're mowing down these criminals and, you know, crappy future Detroit. But they forget that that movie is like satire too. Like it has like a sense of humor and sort of like, it's almost like a parody of not only just like post-apocalyptic media, but also like the police force and like, you know, future tech too like if you capitalism watch, you know cap, right? yeah <laughs> it, it, it's like it, what's that <laughs> uh, it's the hellscape we currently live in alex oh my yeah. bad my yeah bad. We're, we're not too far <laughs> from the, the, the ocb i'm not very aware I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah and so like they I, a lot of that just sort of sails over a lot of the game's heads and this game channels that better than probably most of them and it and, you know it doesn't always get all the way there to robocop but at least when it misses you can tell they tried like there's a sense of humor and like like either a dark humor or even just like straight up just weird odd things that are hilarious because they put RoboCop in just these weird situations that you're you can't help but laugh at and you're just meeting all of these weirdos out in the world. So like structure wise, <laughs> like I said, it's a first person shooter. Um, you're there's like this new crime lord in town. He's called the new guy. Uh, and you're just trying to figure out what his deal is as he's sort of working with some of the the big gangs in, in the city and you're just trying to bring him down. And so the the mission structure is like, you know, you, you go out on these missions in these semi-biggish kind of like open hubs where like the first one you go through and this was in the demo is like, oh, Detroit. So you're like in this kind of like open hub of Detroit. You have all these different routes and go down the streets. And even though you have like a main mission, you along the way, if you explore, you'll run into side missions. Like, oh, there's a guy here that's like, hey, you know, I I lost like I'm a mechanic and my young student who is a kind of a troublemaker might have gotten mixed up in some carjacking. Can you guys look into that? And so you can chase those little threads and there's smaller, like smaller mission threads where you can 
handout violations. So like you could see like a, a car parked at a at a fire hydrant and you can choose to put a ticket there or not and you get experience <laughs> points for that. That's and fun. like I like that. You're also collecting basically like illegal material all around the environment. Like that's like that's like your currency for your XP is that you'll go into a room and be like, oh, there's drugs here. I'm gonna collect these, and then you'll get like plus twenty-five to your experience or like incriminating documents or stolen wallets and purses like there's so much stolen material all over this these levels and you're just you know chipping away towards uh leveling up and there's also like a choice system where you'll talk to people and you can choose to you can basically choose to either be a hard-ass cop or maybe a little bit more lenient and i guess human so to speak because like robocop's thing is that you know he has his prime directives that he has to follow like uphold the law serve the public and some of the drama in the films is when he has to deal with a more nuanced situation that he has to kind of respond more like a human and not like you know a black and white robot and so the game presents some of those of like there's um trying to think of one like there's there's like one guy like you mean like a homeless guy and so, like a basic example is like he's drinking, like he's sitting on like his couch and he's just drinking wine. You can go up to him and be like, hey, you know, public drinking is illegal. And he's just like, yeah, man, but, you know, I dragged this couch here and I'm homeless. Who cares? And whatever. And you can kind of choose to either give him a warning or just be like, nope, rules are rules. Here's a ticket, buddy. And like stuff like that. I'm like, well, And, you know, I'm playing this as like, I guess, lenient cop of being like well you're homeless man like i'm not gonna give you a ticket you're probably not gonna be able to pay it anyway you know that just seems you're just drinking man <laughs> you know? cruel at that point, and this world right? sucks yeah. anyway like who cares you're fine um <laughs> but i do like giving tickets to people there's some people i've met that i'm just like nope screw you like there's one guy uh who knocked over a homeless guy's shopping cart of his stuff because he was like just being a jerk basically but then you confront him and he's like oh i was just playing man and you're just like nope screw you shouldn't mess with homeless people here's a ticket uh, the funniest one is that I there was a store owner who had these hooligans playing music on their boombox outside the store really loud. And he's like, oh, can you get them to turn it down? And there's like different ways you can handle the situation. I chose to smash their boombox and they like flipped out. They're like, whoa, man, that was a brand new thing. And the best part about these situations is that RoboCop has so many one-liners <laughs> that are so good because of how dry he delivers them. And they're meant to be like, corny like 80 style one-liners too like it's not like they think it's cool which i like too is that the writing feels like they're going for like an 80s sort of dialogue because the game is set in like that 80s vision of the future basically right so like he'll say things like i call it one guy littering by throwing his rotten fish heads into like the river or something like that because he was too lazy and missed trash collection and he was like oh well it's not my fault that they like somehow he's saying it's his, it's the city's fault that he didn't get his trash picked up, even though it's his. And so I gave him a ticket and then RoboCop said like, that'll keep you from engaging in fishy business. <laughs> Stuff like that. Okay. It's pretty great. Yeah, okay. I got the tone. I'd see. <laughs> <laughs> he said but, a lot of things and they're all fantastic. <laughs> is this, okay. Is this like, are we talking about like a call of duty style series of levels or is this like open world or like open area you're kind of walking around interacting with what, what sounds like npcs as opposed to just nothing but enemies right so it's a bit both like when you're in okay. like a main mission it's definitely more call of duty where you're in interiors it's you know linear corridors you're going down and you're just like mowing through all these idiot gang members and like the movies it's very violent where you're like shooting them and their limbs go flying their heads explode to where you only see their like 
the top of their jaw and just a Ugh. gaping hole. Uh, I don't think the the AI like a perfect pair to Jusant. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I don't think the enemy AI is particularly good. There are some instances where they just kind of stand there and shoot at you and don't take cover or sometimes the game and you know i'll maybe get into this a little bit more later but like the game's buggy like there's buggy at worst or just like not the most polished because of the budget at best you know uh there were times where i killed someone and he still stood there even though he was technically dead so i'd be hitting him and mm. you're just like oh i think he's actually dead or i would shoot guys in the head multiple times before they get down which that didn't happen often but it happened often enough like you're not even wearing a helmet why aren't you just because usually headshots are like boom dead that's kind of yeah it's kind of how they work in video games like that's the whole idea you know yeah <laughs> you shoot a guy in the nuts you get a trophy for it which again means that they understood the assignment of robocop uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's pretty great but yeah like you know the the, the inventory the weapon arsenal isn't super broad from what i've seen because i mean in the movies robocop really doesn't use a ton of weapons he's got his like you know, and again, he's got his thigh gun, which is what I've always called it, which is his main handgun that he stores in his, like, leg compartment. You got that as your main gun, which has unlimited ammo, which is nice. And that's honestly powerful enough to take down a lot of the fodder enemies. Um, and then after that, you can hold, like, other weapons like an assault rifle or SMGs, grenade launchers, that kind of stuff. Nothing super crazy. Um, and, like, the gunplay feels general it feels all right like it's not bad some guns are better than others i don't think the shotgun feels particularly great but like the smg and like the assault rifles have some nice pack uh, or pack a nice punch um what's also nice is that because you're robocop who is basically a moving tank right like in the movies he doesn't run or jump or anything he's just like marching through these levels as people are shooting at him and then nothing hurts him because he's made of metal and they're all like oh my god we can't put him down like almost superman like and I think the game captures that well in a way that like makes you feel powerful, but not invincible to where it would be boring because you can take a good amount of damage just like walking around because you can't, and it, and it kind of encourages you to, because you can't duck, you can't take cover in the sense that you can hide behind, like you can step behind something, but you're not like taking cover, you know, because they want you to be like, no, you're RoboCop. You can eat a lot of these bullets. So you're just sort of walking down and just mowing people <laughs> apart as they're trying to shoot at you and then when you do need to heal you have like a set number of charges you can hit kind of auto repair you're like collecting these like batteries basically or whatever they are as your health packs but you don't need them all that often most of the time but when you do get in areas where have like a heavier gunfire especially against like more like heavy powered weapons you do you do have to play a little bit better because you're like okay i'm this is tearing through me a little bit easier i need to uh maybe step behind a pillar more often uh so i i don't know for me it's like it it's fun sort of like living that robocop fantasy of like oh i can't just march to a room and just annihilate these 10 guys and not have to duck or take cover and thankfully the movement feels quick enough like you can sprint a bit but again robocop isn't you know he's not running marathons in those movies mm. so like i i think they i think the movement is perfect of like just walking is fast enough without feeling too slow or too fast and then the sprint also hits that where it's like you don't feel like because if it moves too fast you'd be like oh it doesn't feel like robocop you know i think the uh the the only problems i've had with like fighting is like there was some boss battles that felt a bit much in terms of like oh this feels a little too hard uh like there's one particular boss against a a familiar enemy that i mean it's not 
I don't even want to spoil it, but if you know anything about RoboCop, you probably know what I'm talking about. Because if you make a robot a RoboCop game, there's really only one big enemy that you have to fight, or that you always have to put in your games. Like you, yeah. you fight that thing. I know you're teasing here. Yeah. Yeah, and that fight was a bit of a nightmare in terms of like, because it felt like he was a little too much for how technically limited RoboCop's mobility was. Where I was like, I can't really dodge this gunfire in a way that it feels like I need to be able to. Things that help with that is that you can unlock different perks too. Like you have a skill tree. There's like all these different points you can put in, whether it's like getting uh, combat or traversal upgrades. Like I have like a dash that you can use to kind of close the gap or get out of the way pretty quickly. Or just even like tech stuff. Like you have an engineering perk where like, oh, I I found like, you find like safes around the world and like you can find a combination, but if your engineering's high enough, you can just break into and take what's in there. Uh, And there's even one for conversations where you can, if you upgrade your conversation stuff enough, you can immediately highlight the favorable responses for things. You can kind of uh, cheese your way through those uh, because the game has multiple endings, apparently, based on how the public perceives you based on your choices of like, oh, he's one of us. He's a man of the people or he's just the hardline cop that doesn't, you know, doesn't bend for anyone. And maybe we don't like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's so far it's fun and like a good sort of like. C B tier shooter. Like it does everything just good enough to be fun. And then the Robocop fantasy kind of carries it the rest of the way. And again, there's, there's other sort of like bugs and glitches I've run into that were like, Ooh, okay. This, this is, this needs to be in the, in the, in the oven, maybe a little bit more. And even just production wise, like I think the character models look as robotic as Robocop himself. <laughs> Everyone kind of <laughs> has like a dead look in their eyes or they just oh, look like so more than man. just the robot man. Uh yeah. it extends to the whole universe. Okay. The, yeah. The animation isn't super great. The lip syncing is inconsistent. Sometimes people talk and their lips don't move. And I feel like the character models themselves feel limited where it's like I I, I swear there's two different characters that are the same character model <laughs> that I've seen. We're like, oh, there's this lady in the police department and then there's like a side character to me it's like are you the same i think you're they're the twins same marcus person. <laughs> that's their they're twins so it's, it's like a hot maybe, fuzz reference i mean <laughs> yeah maybe that's a great movie by the way uh yeah, it's one of the best so it's like stuff like that that shows like okay this isn't you know don't expect some like triple a super polished thing but it's also not like a disaster and it's not like crashing you know or anything yeah. like that i mean it's, it sounds like you said like they un, like they understood the assignment of what the ip was and they they've crafted something interesting about it because so many other people are just like hey he's a robot with a gun let's make a, a shooter with that with that license and it sounds like they went the, the the additional step which is uh which is cool yeah like it feels like a good sort of like almost meat and potato shooter of like it's not right. the fanciest thing it, it's just you know it's not like it's got all these super complicated uh mechanics or, or features it does a few good things just well enough to get by while also preserving the the sense of humor that robocop has that can lead to some pretty funny moments the best robocop game ever made i mean probably <laughs> <laughs> i haven't played the majority not of not a high so bar say it. it's yeah. not a high bar but i mean i was i've been thinking about this as I was playing, it's like, is this like just by default the best RoboCop game? Could be. I think that was a good like super. <laughs> is that our headline? Something by default the best RoboCop game? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it may, I would say it might have the funniest like unintentional comedy moment I've seen this year. Where and I, I think I told you guys this in the meeting, but for the listeners, there's a, a side mission early on because I should mention too that in between big missions, you go back to the Detroit Police Department 
And you're sort of exploring around there. It's like a fully explorable hub. You can talk to your fellow cops. Some of them have little, very bespoke little side missions of like, hey, one of our partners is injured. Can you get everyone to sign a good well a get well card? Or I don't know, kind of meet me in a shooting sense. range so you can beat my score, like stuff like that. But there's one guy who like works at the whatever, like the front desk, basically, who's kind of processing people as they come in to report stuff. And he's like, oh, man, there's so much paperwork. Robocop, can you help me out with this? And so I said, yes. And you just take a little side podium next to him and you almost do like a papers, please style thing where you're just processing (laughs) these weird people that come in with their bizarre requests. Like there's one guy that's like, oh, man, I lost my dog, but my neighbors are giving me crap because they say I'm like, disturbing the peace but i'm just trying to call my dog and you're like well what's what's the deal with your dog he's like well he's got a beautiful red coat so uh, whenever i go out he's like i call him fire so like i'm out there in the streets screaming fire trying to find him and for some reason people (laughs) have a problem with that and he's just oblivious to why that's an issue and again you can choose to be like hey i'll let you off for a warning but like no you idiot you're going to jail (laughs) but there's one to jail Yeah, you straight up, and also there's a full. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's truly illegal to. There's like some law, right? Like you can't yell fire in a movie theater and with there's no fire. There's I forget what the term is. So am I bad I that I let him off with a warning? I mean, he just no, sounds dumb. So <laughs> he sounds dumb. Like he seems completely unaware of what he's actually we, doing. <laughs> we need to change the system from the inside. Yeah, right, so right. You're doing good, Marcus. By just a warning is fine. What's also cool is that the police station has a jail that you can visit, so you can see some of the people that you put in there if you want but there was one lady who's like oh i i lost my son he's been missing for like two days and robocop initially is like well a person has to be missing 72 hours before you can file a official report but she, and you can choose to either stick to that like again like hard ass or you know throw her a bone and be like okay i'll i'll look into it and i chose to look into it and so he looks into sort of like his database and he goes oh your son was reported dead two hours ago and you know he's saying this in the monotone robocop thing and the lady just goes Oh no! And then it just goes objective complete, like done, <laughs> like no follow up. Like he doesn't comfort her or anything. He's just like your kid's dead, and she's like no. And then it's just like level up. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like high on life, <laughs> but like high on life tries to be funny, you know? Okay, it was funny a few times. A few times. I mean, again, subjective. I don't think that game's super funny overall. <laughs> but yeah, to be fair, Marcus was uh against that game before all the Broiled stuff. Marcus has been hating on High on Life before. I reviewed else. High on Life, so yeah, yeah. And people were not a lot of people were not happy. I'm actually very it. interested in seeing what that team does without Broiled now. Yeah, honestly, I think they're a games. solid team over there. They already, yeah, re- yeah. yeah. They had uh, some DLC and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like that dry, dark humor that RoboCop has that fits the sort of the the movie. I'm down with that. And they're, for the most part, nailing it so far. So yeah, I'm enjoying it overall. I'm excited to see how it uh, evolves and sort of sticks the landing. Cool. Awesome. Well, Kyle, we're going to go over to you. You've been playing WarioWare Move It, right? Yeah. Yeah, WarioWare Move It, which it feels fast to me. I don't know. Maybe um, the pandemic just threw everyone into a tailspin in terms of the way time works but i feel like I... is this like a new WarioWare and not a remake this is 100 percent new yeah yeah this, is brand new. yeah this okay that that timeline throws me off then yeah because let's uh get it together came out in 2021 which i guess is like two years I ago that, yeah. that felt like that was like this year i know yeah 
earlier like this year. I like it was year. older because I remember people not being super high on that one. Like you kinda yeah, but I think Ben Reeves reviewed that for us, so I guess it was a while ago. Like I, I like to get it together. I played the whole thing. Uh, I love WarioWare, to be clear. Like I remember playing the Game Boy Advance game when it came out and just feeling like like a truly you were so- finally seen <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, no it really felt like truly like this is something unique and new and original i've never played anything like this it, like in a weird way right because it actually is made up yeah. of dozens and dozens of games that you have played before but it's just so surprising and weird and cool and engaging and fun it's one of those games that i just like played over and over and played every entry that came out since and yeah get it together was like felt like a clear thing of like yeah you know they they're they're not really quite sure what to do with WarioWare so they're going to try something a little different within the franchise and it's like it's okay and it's the the fun of WarioWare is like distinct micro games that all feel different and get it together because you actually were like taking a character that existed within every micro game it like it led to too much consistency for WarioWare so it was like okay, right? It was funny. It had a lot of funny stuff. I I played it with my kid and we had a good time. But um, so yeah, so WarriorWare Move It, which I believe is out tomorrow at the time this podcast releases, I think, is I mean to sort of uh, just start off seeing it, it's high praises is like what I have wanted from WarriorWare for a long time. Like this to me is the best WarriorWare since smooth moves on the on the Wii. Oh, wow. I think like I a gold WarioWare gold on D on 3DS uh in 2018 it looks like I'm sorry, I have the list up of all the WarioWare games and stuff. Like I really like that game a lot. Like that is like if you've never played WarioWare, like I'm almost like gold is like the the best. It's like the greatest hits version. Like it has a lot of the old like classics in there remade and it's really great and I love WarioWare gold. And that's like but WarioWare Move It, like, is, like, just what I want from WarioWare, which is, like, just give me new micro games, like, crazy. Like, just be weird and do weird stuff. Like, it is the game that when the Switch first launched and they revealed what the, the Joy-Cons were and how they functioned and stuff like that. Like, I, maybe I, I'm sure I wasn't alone. I'm sure a lot of people felt like this. My reaction was, like, well, bring on WarioWare. What are you guys going to do with WarioWare? You have the HD rumble, you have the IR sensors, you have the good motion controls. And like one, two switch at launch even felt like, it's like, why this should, why didn't we put these resources into having a WarioWare game at launch? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and this move, it feels like the culmination of that because what the game is, it's a lot like WarioWare uh, smooth moves on the Wii, where it's all like motion based. Like you to, to play the game, you have both Joy-Cons and you and you have to stand up in front of the TV. Like this isn't a game you can really cheese. I mean, you can a little bit. Like you might be able to sit down and kind of make some progress. But like to have the fun, joyful, bizarre experience that I want from WarioWare, I'm I'm standing up and I'm moving around and I'm really like leaning into everything that it wants you to do. Like the way the game works, which is how, if I remember correctly, how Smooth Moves works, is it like you have a bunch of poses, right? So like one might be you hold the Joy-Cons flat in front of you. One might be you hold them above your head. There's one called like the, the I forget what it's called, but you hold one Joy-Con in front of your nose and one behind your butt to like pose like a chicken. Yes, and like I was doing the motions for audio listeners, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The and the way the funny. game the way the game works is that like you every time you get a new sort of position or a pose, it has this funny explanation of like 
the idea is like the, the joy cons are these stones they they contextualize everything in a fun way it's like you must hold the stones before you as if you're presenting a meal to a friend and it has a lot of good jokes right and then that's what red skull told thanos when he got the soul stone right that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right and then uh the way it works is it'll be like instead of just throwing micro game micro game micro game at you what it does is it's like all right here's the pose you're going to have to do for this one here's the microwave here's the micro game here's the pose you're going to do for this one here's the micro game so like you're constantly switching positions and it's actually the first time in uh let me think about it uh ever that i have had to attach the joy cons to my wrists with the the ropes because there are so there's so many games that are like all right hold the joy cons out in front of you here comes the micro game where you're going to have to drop them and like and then the game is like you have to either drop the one in your left hand or drop the one in your right hand to like complete the game. And there's one where you have to like there was one I was playing today this morning where you put the Joy-Cons flat on the ground. I was like sitting uh, crisscross style on the ground with the Joy-Cons in front of me, and then the game was flipping burgers and I literally pick up the Joy-Con and I like flip it over and flip it, you know, when the when the burger was cooked and stuff like that. Oh, awesome. And, it, and it's You only flip it once, right? Cuz that's how you cook burgers. Uh, it was actually, it was, uh, it, it was a steak to be clear. Okay. Yeah. And, and you had to, to flip it once and the way that it did it, which I, it's, I love this contextualization. It's so stupid. Is like you flip it and then you flip it and it's done. And then you flip another one, right? You flipped like three or four and the game knows it's like, we know that by this point, the joy cons are, the ropes are tangled up, right? They're all, they're all coiled. So the, what it does is like, all right, we know that you're super coiled up now. So now lift your arm and let it like spin. And that's going to like recharge the battery so you can like flip more stakes, you know? And it's just, it. there's so much fun, stupid stuff. Like I'm just laughing constantly. Like I'm having such a good time with it in the sense of like, it's just feels like almost like a weird breath of fresh air where I'm like, thank God guys, you just like, you don't have to do the get it together, try and do something a little different with warrior where like just lean into the absurdity of the micro games and take full advantage of the technology you have in front of you, which is of course the joy cons and having all these bizarre yeah. motion control options. So like, I mean, to summarize and to be clear, I haven't even gotten to like the fun, like Nintendo stuff yet where they like, you know, make you do all the motion controls with like old classic Nintendo games. Like I haven't even unlocked those levels yet. I'm having a great time. Like it is the most fun I've had with WarioWare in, in years. Like I, I really high praises. Like another great 2023 game. Is no, like, not another one. Yeah, yeah. This one's probably <laughs> really short too. No, Warrior please Wars say it's a five. Stop making good games, people. And also, unlike Smooth Moves on the Wii, which is was like a fantastic like party game that I would constantly like bring people over to be like, let's play Warrior Wars Smooth Moves. Like you don't have to like unlock the multiplayer, which was so stupid in that Wii game. You had to beat the game before you could unlock multiplayer. Uh, which was so dumb. But this one has like a yeah. party mode right from the beginning. Everyone does need individual Joy-Cons, um, which I was like, which kind of makes sense considering how focused they are on like, the game is you have two controllers in your hand and you have to do weird, crazy stuff with them. Um, so, cause like I went to play with my kid and I'm like, let's play this here. I'll give you a Joy-Con. I'll take a Joy-Con. We'll, we'll have a great time. And the game was like, no, you got to go find two more Joy-Cons. Everyone needs two Joy-Cons. Uh, which kind of surprised me, but in in the context of the game, it's like, oh yeah, no, this makes sense. I don't know, really know how this would work with everyone just has one Joy-Con, unless there's there might be a party mode where maybe they have micro games designed for a single Joy-Con. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, Brian Shea's reviewing it. I imagine by the time you're listening or watching this, there's probably a review on the site. I don't, I haven't talked to him about it at all. Maybe he, maybe he is uh, not as hot on it as me, but like, 
truly just one of those moments I'm sure you guys have had with like franchises and stuff where it's like, yes, we're finally back to where I want it to be. And this is like the first great one in a long time. They've been good. I haven't played a WarioWare game in the last for, you know, since the franchise began that I like hated or thought was terrible except for game yeah. of wario i was maybe the coolest on because it's less micro game focused but um yeah my favorite warrior in a long time uh, move it it's great that's awesome yeah i'm excited and i want to hear what brian has to say too yeah yeah to imagine me. he'll talk about it on the uh all things nintendo yeah, yeah i'll, I'll run sure. for nintendo this year by the way yeah yeah, yeah. except for was po- was okay or that think DLC of the Pokemon. has that was last year. The DLC out? people, the first like. part of it, but like I mean, like Mario Zelda, that Metroid remaster, Fire Emblem. Yeah, they're 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 doing pretty good. Pikmin, Pikmin, yeah, Pikmin, yeah. Intelligent systems, by the way. Uh, speaking of Fire Emblem, involved in uh, involved in the WarioWare games for quite some time, and this one's no different. I think they just assist, or maybe they develop it fully. I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. But but they make you know the self serious uh, strategy games on the Fire Emblem <laughs> side, and then they just dump all their bizarre let all, let all ideas. Out. They did the, the Advance Wars remake too, then, right? Uh, I mean, originally they did Advance Wars. They yeah. Did remake too? Uh, you know, I'm that looking at their, this year. their list. Right. I'm looking at their list of games developed and that's not on there. So maybe they were just their consultant. Like, okay. I don't think they actively developed that one unless I'm misreading something. But, um, okay. Yeah. WarioWare, move it. Move, move it to your local retailer to get a copy and have a good time <laughs> yeah and maybe get some more joy cons yeah you might need to get some some other joy cons yeah <laughs> or you could do what i did where it's like i actually had a pair of joy cons that were like plugged in to a, like a charger that just like live on a charger but it had gotten loose so it's like been dead for months and i had no idea and so i just i had to like tell my kid i was like i'm sorry i'm playing this by myself and you just gotta watch <laughs> me have fun go to your room <laughs> yeah man simulating my childhood friendships <laughs> yeah. hey man you can you can watch uh, you can watch me play if you want yeah and i'm just like i'm happy to be here <laughs> yeah we're, we're just hanging out it's fun but yeah. she was she, she was getting into watching me um flip the stakes because she's like you gotta get that one you gotta flip that one what are you doing <laughs> i was Ooh. like i'm sorry <laughs> gordon ramsay mode i see yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. equally Master as profane chef. as well <laughs> uh okay well also i just like looked at I've been looking at you guys on Discord all call, but I looked at our OBS uh, recording that just has all of us uh, with our hats on, and it just, we just look ridiculous. It's like we look like cool guys. <laughs> is what you're saying. You're yeah. Fine. Wait till wait till I release some uh, video footage of of WarioWare if you want to see some ridiculousness. Yeah. I was thinking I might I might try to do I you know I did that Resident Evil video recently, Alex, where I had like the inset camera. Yeah. Like I'll do that and I'll just film myself, maybe, and then maybe maybe we can Perfect. all just commentate on it. It'll be good. Awesome. Uh, well, I've been playing um, people, longtime listeners, and by long time, I mean like if you listen last year, uh, might remember me talking about a game called The Finals, which is an upcoming uh, competitive shooter, uh, very much focused on level destruction. Uh, it's being developed by Embark Studios, uh, is, who are, I think, a subsidiary of Nexon. This is Patrick Soderlund's studio, formerly of EA and uh think that sounds right battlefield yeah. they're working on arc raiders i think yeah they delayed arc raiders to push this out first yeah and this not. game rules yeah just like just i just want to get out there at the start um i really 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 like this game it's progressed a lot since i first played the closed 
I don't know if it was in closed alpha or closed beta back when I first played it, uh, but it's been a while and it's great. I really like it. So it is a team-based, class-based shooter in the vein of old Battlefield in terms of destructibility, but a shooter. Movement... Did you say that first-person shooter? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. First-person shooter. I, I, I'm uh, like looking up. A, I'm looking up a trailer for this because like I, this is one that has really passed me over. I need to to take a look at this while you're while you're explaining things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so team-based shooter. Uh, the classes in the game are not like assault, support, medic sort of thing. It's heavyweight, middleweight, lightweight. And so the light people, the lightweight people are smaller in stature, smaller hitboxes, move faster, but less health than the big boys. But for instance, the map takes advantage of that stuff where like the small little lightweight people can fit into like uh, ventilation shafts and sneak through little uh, holes in the map. Whereas the heavyweights can't fit through them. But the heavyweights are interesting because they have an ability that they can smash through walls if they want, like Hulk style. Um, and then there are the middleweight class who like specialize in like throwing jump pads down um, for their team or healing beams and like having assault rifles. Uh, whereas the big guys are more like RPG sledgehammers, like very much like vying for space in the map, right? And the whole gameplay loop is uh it's like a number of three person teams i want to say it's like three or four three person teams per map and you are all fighting over money in the game and so the 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 round starts and there are uh vaults that come into play and you have to go uh to these randomized points in the map and fight over the vaults of cash and then once you unlock the vault you then have to take it to a cash out spot. Um, yeah, real quick, like we should deposit it. We should probably What's preface that? by saying this game has like it's like set in a game show, right? It's almost like yeah, a, like a weird Hunger Games style looking, like like people yeah. are watching you, like it's got like an audience and and stuff. It looks it, looking at the trailer reminds me of like I don't. This might be a point of preference that everyone get, but in like My Hero Academia, they have these like big indoor cities Arenas? that they use to like yeah. train like heroes and stuff it kind of reminds me of that yeah that's that's a great point it's like you're in this small vignette of a city and then on the exterior are like crowds of people cheering and there's you like on. sponsors big, and stuff yeah you're then this big thunderdome sort of thing um and you're all fighting and like blowing up the level and like when i mean you can blow up the level you can completely wipe out buildings <laughs> and it's so much fun um there's a huge emphasis on movement and uh team play with like yeah it's not you can't really win if you just roll in and like run and gun because everybody only has like one primary weapon it's not like you can go on this killing spree and like swap to your pistol while you reload your main gun it's like everybody has a gun and then a lot of utility um and for fans of prey there are glue grenades and glue guns so you can build like platforms to jump up on to get to different parts of the level. There are grappling hooks, uh, jump pads. There's a class. One of the classes can deploy zip lines to any point on the map. All of which those things are all destructible. So like you could zip line, get your team up there, and then throw some C4 on the zip line when the other team jumps on it, and blow it up, and the zip line will will like disappear and like they're falling. And it's, it's, there are a lot of, there's a lot of platforming at play as well. 
and a lot of pitfalls that people can fall into. Um, and it's just so it's really fast paced. I, I've been playing it with Leo Vader quite a lot. Uh, and me and Leo have been having a ton of fun. We played the other night with Jacob Geller and we were each like one of, we were each a different weight class, like trying them all out. And yeah, it's kind of like, uh, what's that game mode in call of duty? Is it, uh, headquarters or something like there are specific points in the map that everyone are fighting over. And those, those points kind of change and rotate. Um, but it's, it's a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, it's called the finals. I'm playing it on steam. I think it's, uh, it's an open beta right now. Yeah. 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 It's an open beta. Let me see when the release date is. I don't know if it doesn't have one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just kind of taking their time on it. Cause, Um, Cause it had some like closed beta tests over the last year and this is the first open beta. Yeah. Or, or taking their time to, say hey this game's out <laughs> right like Fortnite style right it's just yeah like, did Fortnite ever hit it's now 1.0 at this point i guess right it but, did but it's like yeah longer than it should have <laughs> yeah yeah which is like yeah why not right i mean like i feel like way. this game is going to release before the end of the year but oh that's, this a, year. that's a guess okay. take, that's a guess we're taking bets i don't think it will uh yeah, I'm thinking twenty. I'm thinking. I think uh, I think it's gonna be an open some... beta uh, successfully for a while. Well, the open beta does have an end. Like I think November second's the last day for the. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, if you want to get in, you got to do it this week. Oh dang, I got to play more. I guess it'll end the day that this comes out. Actually, so. <laughs> oh no no, open beta till November fifth. Oh fifth. Okay. According, I thought it was oh, second. way According more to time. their Twitter. Yeah, uh, but like Leo and I are playing tonight. Like he's like, hey, you want to play more finals tonight? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm really digging it. I think cool. it, it is going cool. to be the next big multiplayer game. I think it's got a lot of really interesting systems going for it. I think they still need to tweak like damage numbers on weapons be- and s- because only everybody only has one gun. Sometimes like you, you put a clip in a guy and it's like, Oh, I just need like one more bullet to hit this guy. But now I have to reload and he's just wiping me out, you know? Uh, whereas like if I could switch to a pistol, and like have a pistol instead of one of my like really cool utility items that'd be a cool decision players have to make um but i kind of i kind of like that it's it's doing things differently um than than you know uh current shooters on the market but yeah it's called the finals i'm really really enjoying it um one thing i I think they're doing like it really bummed me out they're doing this um like i'm still going to play the game um but i just want to vocalize that i don't like this because i think they're using some ai voice work uh which i just found out about which is like come on y'all like pay pay some talent i didn't know it was ai until somebody tweeted it out with an interview so uh it's it's i wouldn't say it's great but like because i i would i thought it was a bit cheesy when even i think like the worst part of the game honestly is the the game show announcers like they're useful uh in terms of like knowing information for the player but like it kind of grates on you what's the i say what's the tone because when i think game show announcers there's different performances we've got the retros hitting the stage oh man the the dingleberries are out can they get <laughs> it's like are they in? hype i was like are they going for like an alex trebek yeah. a bob barker like it's what are like, they back are... commentating a video game would be amazing. <laughs> yeah i was like there's it's different like... ty- styles of like I'm oh not, like, the dinguses are the dinguses have the cash and are running to the next thing. Let's go. Can we, can the retros get back? So it's like an track? e-sport commentator yeah. style. It's not yeah. like a, come on down. Not- and the crowd will start chanting, you know, certain teams names. Okay. Uh, 
It, it, that's my least favorite part. So I was thinking like they could do the Hunger Games commentators where they're sort of like shoutcasters, but they have like some personality too, where they're like you know, you know, like like that style. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Touch of the tooch. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, I, th- I thought I, w- I thought we would just move right on past that. Stanley Tucci is the commentator. Oh, okay, in okay, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's a game that features a touch of the tooch. Yeah. So they they need AI Stanley Tucci. No. They need. They need <laughs> can't replace Stanley Tucci. Get out of here. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was pretty disappointed to see that. Yeah. And I, I get like in prototyping. If you're prototyping something, you need to iterate quickly. But like for your final product, like hire some talent. Like you got the money. Yeah, I'll do it. Mark, well, give, give us your best. Uh, say the retros, because that's one of the team names. That's why I keep saying the retros. Uh, the retros uh, are cashing out on A. By God Almighty, the retros—they're cashing out on A. <laughs> Good God, like they that. have a family. But go. And uh, do I want to go on the mines or are they haunted? You sounded like an old prospect. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what> I, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Um, Stay like, out of the mines. Listen, tonight. those who know, know what I was going for there. Okay. They're haunted with the ghosts yeah. of Christmas. This guy's my witness. The retros are broken thing. in half. <laughs> Yeah, I think you should be a DLC pack, Marcus. <laughs> I mean, put me with Snoop Dogg. Let's like we can be yeah, like the available. dual commentators together. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, well, cool. Um, well, that's what I've been playing. Uh, do you guys want to get into some listener questions real quick before we wrap up? Yeah, look, real quick is I just want to shout out that I uh, have been playing Super Mario RPG. I uh, can't say too much about it yet. I can I can talk at a preview uh, capacity about like you know the early part of the game. And I really like what I've played. It really is a fun sort of truly like maybe warts and all remake of that original game. And it's uh, it's a game that like it holds up. It's one of those things. It's like maybe they're doing more behind the scenes than I realize, but it really feels like the original game with a really fancy coat of paint. And it's just it's 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 so far making me quite happy. Uh, and that's all I really want to say. We'll have we'll have review thoughts in the coming weeks, I'm sure. But uh, I wanted to at least share that I've been playing uh, the beginning of it. And my one more thing uh, is I've been playing Alan Wake 2. I really like that game. I'm, I just started Chapter 3. Uh, I'm really digging it. Luckily, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not having too many bugs. I know that's kind of been um, a consistent thread across the board for people. I think I've lucked out a little bit. I am playing on performance mode on PS5. Um yeah having a really good time with it that game's scary man uh but uh, but uh you know I, I think i was in the mood for a survival horror game and uh, i'm liking where it's going i'm liking the mystery uh, the gameplay is fun um and uh yeah i think it's just like such a step up in terms of quality for remedy um and, and maybe maybe control was that step up but um it just i was really impressed like just looking at that thing uh I was like, man, they 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 are really up there. They, th- their bar for quality is like up there in terms of visuals, like up there with like other heavy hitters like The Last of Us and God of War, in my opinion. Yeah. Like when no, you're I just looking fair, at that yeah. thing, it's like, wow, they've really come a long way uh, as a studio. And in, in their, uh, what is Light Bot? What's their engine? Northlight. Uh, Northlight. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, we, I don't want to get too deep in Alan Wake right here at the end, but yeah, I mean, the presentation and visuals of that came amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Uh, let's get into listener questions before we do that. Just a little bit of housekeeping. If you're enjoying the show and you want to support us, uh, go and grab a physical issue of game informer. They are seven 99 over at gamestop.com 
slash Game Informer. Uh, scroll down a little bit past our recent reviews and you will see all of the available magazines that you can purchase. Uh, you can also go into your local GameStop and grab them there at the front desk. Typically, um, they, they've every GameStop I've been into uh, in the last like four, three months have had all of our recent issues, which is really cool. Uh, so go support us that way. It really does show our, our parent company uh, our value and uh, is a great way to consume uh, our really cool features and previews and cover stories and also supporting us. Uh, be sure to go and follow us on youtube.com slash Game Informer for our video reviews, our cover story videos. We've got a documentary coming soon. I'm That's all I'm going to say because we're... I think I'm supposed to be stealth dropping that. And I just realized it as I was talking, but <laughs> I'll give you a little tease in the coming days. Maybe you'll see something up there. Uh, maybe next week. We'll have to see. I don't know. Stay tuned. YouTube.com slash Game Informer. Go and follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Game Informer. We stream replays uh, at, are you guys, guys doing 2 p.m. Central still for replay? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 2 p.m. Central. They just started a new replay playing Spider-Man 1. Uh, the PS1 version, correct? Yeah, the, the 2000 Neversoft game, to be clear, because there are a number of games yeah. called just straight Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, the 2000 Neversoft game, yeah. Yeah, y'all just kicked that off uh, last week. If you want to see archives of that stream, you can go to our second YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Game Informer Shows. Um, and uh, yeah, check that out. Subscribe if you're interested in our stream archives uh, and, and episodes of this show go up there as well, the video version of the Game Informer Show. Uh, lastly, go and follow the crew here uh, on social media. Follow Marcus at Marcus Stewart Seven. Follow Kyle at Kyle M Hilliard, and you can follow me at It's Van Aken. Go listen to All Things Nintendo, our Nintendo podcast, uh, hosted by Brian Shea. New episodes come out every Friday. I realize I've said "lastly" like three times in this segment. Yeah, it's not really the last. Fast, the last final thing. Uh, go give a big shout out to our podcast editor, Matt Storm, a.k.a. DJ Storm again. They host the Fun and Games podcast and the Reignite podcast, which is a Bioware-focused podcast. Go show them some love. They help us out every week. We pay them to edit this show, and they do a great job. So thank you, Matt Storm. All right, listener questions. Uh, you can be part of the show and influence what we talk about by emailing us, podcast at gameinformer.com, with the subject line, Game Informer Show Question. Uh, or by joining our Discord, which you get access to by subscribing to us on Twitch one time and going to the Game Informer Show channel in there and asking your question. We usually do a call for questions there as well every week. And we've got quite a few this week, so let's dive in. Dr. Mono on Discord asks, This year has been, an amaz has been amazing for both AAA and indie games. However, I feel like many quality releases, releases are falling under the radar either because we don't have the time to play them all or they fail to fulfill their sales potential. So can too many quality releases be detrimental to the video game industry? Man, this is a good, tough question because like the answer I suppose ultimately is, is no for the industry as a whole, right? Like Correct. having a, a thousand great video games over the course of a year is like that's great for consumers that's great for the industry that's going to expand yeah. the industry and find new fans but uh, than having less games but sort of on a smaller individual scale it's kind of undeniable that great games do get 
swept under the rug under the wave yeah. of just like good stuff like there's a lot of good games that i did not spend as much time as i wanted to on this year or maybe missed entirely like there was one that like goodbye volcano high i felt like there was like all this hype for that game and excitement and then like it was like all of a sudden one week it was like oh yeah that came out last week and i think that was a fault of just like just the sort of avalanche of good stuff this year so i yeah i, I it's a tough kind of question to answer i don't really i don't know it gets yeah, worse I, when it's like a it's either october or february that does this where everyone decides to do it all like you know their releases that year and it's usually like you know like fiscal driven of like well at least october is like oh holiday season like this is the time to put it out if you want to make a good buck and then february it's like that's the last chance to sort of like have something on the books for like the new fiscal year so like it's like almost because everyone's trying to gather around that watering hole. Not everyone is going to get a drink from the <laughs> from yeah, the lake yeah. in terms of people playing the game because there's just so much around it. So it's like on that like much smaller level, they can kind of it can be a problem because everyone's kind of getting in each other's way sort of bit, and it's only a few yeah. are going to rise. But like, I mean, that's the case all the time. It's just it becomes more of an issue when it's like those situations where everyone is trying to hit the same sort of like general target because they kind of have to you know? Yeah. I think if you're a smaller developer, like really um, maybe consider this is just like, if I'm going to be working on a game, right. I've been, I've been working on some prototypes. My plan, if I ever decide to make a commercial product, however small is to do like visual first development, like get my visuals and my art style down and, and my systems and like get a prototype and then build the content after that. So that I can do, I can start marketing my game early and building a community around my game from the jump to have that base because like have a discord have a youtube channel where you're uploading dev logs right like build that community because there's just so much competition and i think if you are able to get a, a fan base that that is interested and with you i think that's where you see the most success um like i think that's where we see on things like twitter like oh this random game is now super popular and i think a lot of that is because like their people like we're really signal boosting for them and like we're really going to bat for them um and it kind of spread to the wider part of, of discourse a little bit and at least you might get your little your you know week in the in the steam chart spotlight that maybe that's enough hopefully to, yeah, like yeah. help you make another game right uh but it's 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 tough out there man i don't in the um and the uh the people having to pick uh and and make those publishing decisions yeah tough mike j lunt on discord asks last week's pod talked about how this year will have to be considered as one of the best years in gaming in terms of game releases but i think a more important conversation needs to be had is this the worst year the industry has ever had when you take the layoff epidemic into account I don't know enough of the industry's history to compare it, but the layoffs at Bungie really hit me hard this week as a Destiny player. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but Paris basically tweeted that exact sentiment on, what, yesterday? Paris, like, Lily? Uh, pa Paris from, yeah, kind of funny Paris. Gamertag Radio, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gamertag, uh, saying, like, yeah, I don't think we can say this is the best year in gaming anymore because of the layoffs. Uh, and, you know, it, he, he got some pushback from people it, it was like a big debate on twitter apparently mm. um but i mean i i see where he's coming from especially from that angle and like i mean it's true it's yeah. like 
it's I mean, like people, it's such a I was just gonna say, I mean, people with former game inform writers who went over to yep. the coaching side are affected by this. Uh yep. you know, Leon yep. Rupert and, and Jay uh Grisau, who I, I didn't work with them personally, uh, outside of Jay and doing an internship, but like it sucks, man. Like we've all been affected by layoffs, like me me directly, like it's brutal. And like it's that thing that it's like the the entire world is dealing with right now, not to like blow this up into a larger conversation, but it's like yeah. This should be happening. Like everyone is like having like these record profits. Like you know, industry yeah. is like growing. I don't understand why these mergers are happening and leading to so many layoffs, and it's so frustrating. And like, yeah, we were we were just talking because we're we're like sort of rolling into our year end discussions. Things are happening and discussing game of the year and and that kind of thing. We're we're gearing up for that. And like, yeah, me. Matt and Brian were like, we have to make sure we pay special attention to like the layoffs because this issue will be a celebration of 2023 games, which the the level of quality of the games is just like stellar. But like, we have to also talk about how just every like the, it's so unstable and no one can maintain employment, and that's frustrating. And like, it shouldn't yeah. be that way. Yeah, and it's a wider tech problem too. Like, it's not just games. Yeah, I think a lot of these C-suites are using like the idea of a recession. There's been questions, are we heading into a recession? We're for sure dealing with inflation, but that is, that is separate from a recession. I think one of the, one of one, I'm not an economist. I I just have opinions, Um, but I I think a lot of these big corporations are kind of like trying to make that more like, Hey guys, we're in a recession. We have to, we have to tighten the belt and it's all yeah, not not me personally, to... right? Not me personally, the executive level. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, guys, yeah. you guys need to tighten your belt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, like I'm not cutting anyone or, or taking a reduced. Pay they're they're kind of like taking. It's like a, this. It's like capitalizing on like the idea of a recession. It, to it feels like a scapegoat. Max, uh, yeah, to maximize yeah. your profits. When yeah, we are totally dealing with inflation. That is totally real. Everyone's been affected by that, but that is different than a recession. And I think layoffs are not the answer to that, right? it's yeah it's just a failure of leadership across the board um yeah yeah. and it's worse when like even if it's like if it has to happen to not see the people up top try to mitigate or or take some sort of accountability by either like yeah i'm I'm kind of sick of their their pay or or anything like that like i always think about when like nintendo when they were in the dark days of the week how iwata took that like massive pay cut 50 percent. yeah and it's like a lot of these people can afford to do that because it's like you're you make so much and have so many so much in assets it's like you may as well like at least show some like some degree of solidarity of like hey it was probably our decisions or not even probably it was our decisions that led us to yeah. this situation like i think the epic stuff is the most infuriating example of that of like yeah no band, that's the band camp stuff of like can tim sweeney at least get out and be like yeah i'm just gonna like cut my pay because this was all my idea basically and now you guys have to pay for it why is why is it on the the survivors to share resources and and to like like the executives always just they'll tweet like i'm really we're really saddened today by these layoffs okay well how about you like put some action behind that and like go out of your way to talk about the people who are let go yeah uh, instead of like at least try to do something if yeah really it's care. like if it's gonna happen at least like you said. meanwhile you see the survivors <laughs> at the company you know signal boosting the hell out of their former co-workers and the leadership is just silent and oh we're very sorry it's like you did this have some accountability it's at the very least 
yeah, yeah. it's just a failure of leadership across yeah. the board but i i do appreciate the question because like yeah obviously like yeah video games great this year and it's like an art form that's like worth celebrating but like we should also acknowledge that on the sort of business industry side of things it's, it's not going as well it's and grim it's, it's tough yeah. yeah and it makes it hard like i can't imagine anyone that aspires to get into video games what you're thinking if you follow this stuff this year of like should i should i <laughs> like is that a yeah. good idea you know which yeah. i mean that that's again that has long-term ramifications if new talent are discouraged from entering for pure like economic reasons basically you know yeah quillgrim on discord asks which video game sidekick or character number two would come out on top in an all-out last one standing battle royale Involving every video game sidekick ever? Jesus. Uh, mm. Licensed superheroes, anime characters are excluded. The battle of the number twos. Kazooie. Yeah. Tails. Is Kazooie the number two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you control she's... Banjo. I guess because yeah. right. she's like the dominant personality. Yeah. But... I mean, actually, Kazooie has a pretty good uh, chance. Kit. Like, honestly, because yeah. like she's real. She's stern, man. Like, we she's just got some fire. Marcus would, just... would Finish would the Pokemon count? Like, are Pokemon second to the protagonist? I feel like the, no. you could, I feel like you could say the trainer is because nobody cares about the trainer. <laughs> like, yeah. send, in, send in red. I I don't think it counts because I think they're all equal footing. I'm thinking of the the Clanks, the Daxters, Ooh, the Clanks, yeah. Zoeys, Clank can turn, Clank can transform into a giant robot. I think God, Clank. It, I think Clank's up there. Honestly, is it Clank v Kazooie? Is that what, we're at here? <laughs> <laughs> the, what we've all been waiting for? Bird uh, versus metal. Uh, Daxter's it's, out, but like immediately. By the way, yeah. oh, love, love Jack and Daxter, man. but he like he trips and falls walking to the arena and gets uh, disqualified. Same with <laughs> I'd probably say same with like Luigi. Yeah, Lu- uh, Luigi. Yeah. Well, what, are think... we talking like Mario Rabbit's Luigi? He's got the sniper or the bow and arrow. Keeps his distance. No, you got to stick with like the the brother controller. You know, like okay, yeah. <laughs> original <laughs> NES. He's yeah. Mario, but just green. Diddy Kong. It's oh, what oh, about Diddy, Diddy Kong would do all right. I love Diddy Kong, man. Yeah. What about Ken from? Because he's the number two to Ryu in Street Fighter. It was like it Ryu was is the canonical Chun-Li number, number one, and Ken is. I think Ken's the number two. Gosh, because they are best friends, and he is kind of like a just a step below Ryu. But Ken would absolutely hold his own against a bunch of people. Yeah. Well, now we're getting into the semantics of it. It's like, yeah, do fighting game characters like they all have the same I level mean, of playability? But I mean, like know? narratively. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ken, you're right. Ken plays right. second fiddle. From. Yeah. But I, think, I maybe I, it's gonna be hard to be. Clean I like sticking the 3D platformers, the mascots. I think Kazooie could talk her way. Like you know what I mean? Like Clank might be a giant robot, but Kazooie would just say something so cutting to clank that would just like get to his <laughs> core and he would just s- instantly become depressed like kazooie yeah. is kazooie is mean like i don't think people remember that about kazooie but she's mean yeah, she's kind <laughs> of a terrible person yeah like i don't know how banjo puts up with her honestly yeah, yeah. or, or, or why he puts yeah. up like what does he get out of it we're like uh, the, the I, I just get fly yeah <laughs> the fly. but when they're just and, at home not on an adventure like what what is the benefit who who you know, like sometimes she carries him and he walks and she walks a lot faster, which begs probably, the question, why aren't you the one that's always walking? But, you know, <laughs> he's probably doing all the chores and he's, she's just like yelling at him the whole time. Like, where's dinner? <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> uh, so the answer is Kazooie. We did it. Kazooie. We did it. Yeah. Disava Kanas via Discord asks, what is your favorite slasher or horror movie icon? 
And which ones would you like to see get a game made? I've been thinking about a Friday the 13th single player game with an original story. I'll say, I guess he's my favorite because he's the only one that ever genuinely scared me as a kid. But Chucky? There's never been like a Chucky game to my mm, knowledge, right? I don't think so. And Where's like, that he, asymmetrical horror game? Or yeah. like, it'd be cool because you'd be a little doll. So it'd be like a little person in the big world thing. Yeah. So you kind of like, uh, it almost reminds me, of, you guys ever play Among the Sleep, that like horror game where you played a baby? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a literal right infant? On. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be like that perspective. Like you're just, you know, everything's huge, but you got to get around. and But you have to find ways to like cleverly get on a bookshelf and stab somebody. I think that'd be pretty cool. Sarge from Toy Sto- Toy Soldiers always scared me. <laughs> oh, oh my god, Toy Soldiers reference. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard that name in a while. That's or you, you mean Small is... Soldiers, right? Is that what you mean? Small, what, small Soldiers, the movie. Yeah, yeah. the okay. Gorgonites. That right? You think and... that's a slasher movie? Is that a slasher? no? But I was no one, saying no he scared. <laughs> he scared me as a kid because he's very aggressive. Uh, okay, I was like, yeah. he's not, not a, a traditional horror movie. I don't watch horror movies, so yeah. I, don't, I don't have a horse in this race. So I'm just that's Tommy Lee Jones, right? I think. I think so. I yeah. Think kind of intimidating. It, yeah. yeah. I think I need to rewatch that. It. It's been so long. I used Gorgonites. to love that movie as a kid. That David Cross is in that movie, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Herb 24 on Discord asks, what's your favorite candy bar and why is everyone else wrong? Snickers. <laughs> it's the objectively best candy bar. I it's, like Snickers. I yeah. like Snickers. But there's uh, Snickers and all that protein in there. Come it's on. It's like Snickers has, there. Ev- it has everything you could want. It's got chocolate, Except peanuts, for caramel peanuts. nugget. What? You don't like peanuts? Or... Oh, get those out of there. That's, hey, that's I like Do you go for the almond, the, the fancy almond Snickers? No, or... if you're going to do a candy bar, it's got to be all candy ingredients. Get that. Are you just I not like... a nut guy with candy? No, not really. Oh, okay. I like <laughs> paydays. Speaking of nuts, paydays are great. That's it. What, what's wrong with you guys? That's all peanuts. <laughs> yeah, I feel I can't get it's with good, you on though. the payday train. It's too much nuts. I, I like, like nuts, salty and nuts. sweet. I, I actually... I Payday, I would eat a lot in college because it was like cheap, right? It was like the quick, cheap thing that also had like the most like protein. The it was same... the most filling, you know? <laughs> oh, okay, because I feel like it's the same price as every other better candy bar. <laughs> well, it's like it's like it's like well, I could eat a payday and not be hungry for four hours, or I could eat a full meal, which I can't afford anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just those healthy college habits you develop. Uh, I like uh, Reese's cups um, quite a bit. Those are. Yeah. Bar. You can smash them into a bar shape. <laughs> I mean, they do make a Reese's. Bar. They have the fast break or just, whatever it's called. Fast breaks are good. Fast breaks are underrated. Yeah. Oh, let's have like. Oh, Kit Kat. Kit Kat is my favorite. Yeah. I like a Twix. I think Twix. Hundred grand lately. All great. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Twix, Kit Kat, Snickers, all S tier in my. Opinion. I mean, to me, Snickers is undisputed number one. All those other ones are great, but. When yeah. I'm just when I need a candy bar, it's always Snickers my grandpa. My we would go, we play golf as a kid, and he would bring frozen Snickers, not oh, the ice cream version. Oh, cold! You just great. He would just freeze the Snickers, yeah, no, and then you ice have cold. ice cold Snickers on the golf course. It seems it's like, like hard, difficult snapping all this. Yeah, when they're well, too the cold, time, that can be a bit. Much, yeah, but, but yeah. like you want it like not frozen, but you like, want it fridge cold, chill. Like chill. Yeah, yeah, okay. you don't want because then right. if you're biting into it, you're probably gonna shatter your your yeah, man teeth. Yeah. yeah. Last question, Matt Storm, our podcast editor hey. on Discord, asks, "What's a game that's not survival horror?" It still creeps you the hell out. Small soldiers. For me, it's Metroid Fusion for the GBA. Between the music and some of the boss environmental designs, it's spooky as heck. You know, I, I never thought of it this way as a kid, but somewhat recently, someone described Mario 64 as being a very lonely game. 
because you know uh, the technology technological actually, limitations kind of like the underwater level in that game yeah would always make me feel sad and also scared because i didn't like being underwater in that but game think, but i think i never like i said it wasn't a game that scared me as a child except for that haunted mansion level which i really liked with the crazy piano and stuff like i always enjoyed that level but um i to revisiting it these days which i do periodically i really adore that game like i do get that sort of like quiet lonely feeling from the game and i think it was a technical limitation at the time ultimately that it just feels that castle does not feel alive you know there aren't really any toads running around or anything it's like a ghost that. town yeah so that's that that's i think that's that's kind of retroactive that's a really that's that a really good one actually yeah i mean it's probably this is a famous one, but like in Metal Gear Solid Two, when the Colonel uh, starts breaking down, and so oh, don't spoil it. Weird don't calls, spoil like... it for Alex. Don't spoil it for Alex. We talk. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> he's, wait. Are he's, you? He's, he's insisting he's going to play them. He lied to my face and said he's going to play them all. But don't spoil <laughs> I it. Metal Gear Solid. I am. I've been trying to get a code so I can play them. But I'm okay. I did. Well, I will say the advice I gave you recently. I said. I said maybe start with three. I think yeah. you just hold out for the remake of three. I think you play one and two, and then play the and remake play when that comes out like next year or whatever. Oh, interesting. That's I. I almost hesitate because I we still don't know if that game's going to retain the like Kojima charm at all. It'll get. It'll be close. You enough. know, it'll I look mean, like we'll it. see. I, yeah. I'm a little worried about that, but fair, like, fair. Yeah, but I mean, absolutely. I get what you're saying. Like that's not that's not a bad like game plan. Um, mm-hmm. I, okay, then I guess I'll speak it. I mean, oh, I feel yeah. like not even real, just real that's... quick, Marcus. To be totally clear, hundred percent agree with you. Just genuinely don't want to detail it too much for anyone who. Yeah, hasn't like that Metal part Solid creeped too. me the hell out as a kid, yeah. and like even the stuff like um Psychomantis in the first game that yeah. scared me as a kid, and like I, even beyond those big moments, I feel like Metal Gear can get unintentionally like unsettling and like borderline scary. Like I remember moments playing like there's one, a vampire in one of them. <laughs> Well, he's a, he's not scary though. He's a cool vampire. <laughs> he's cool. He's um, cool. But, uh, but even Metal Gear like, Solid Five scared the hell out of me. I mean, five yeah. like the beginning in the hospital sequence, like that could be a and when, sequence. And when the ghost like... dudes show up and start chasing you in the desert, yeah, yeah. nothing so scary like a big old flame whale, uh, <laughs> or even like four, like uh, the the Beauty and the Beast unit. Like there's something unsettling yeah. about them when, especially when they're like screaming and you're like snake and stuff like freaking out like metal gear has some like unintentionally horrifying moments sometimes for sure well cool i think that's gonna be the end of the show here uh happy halloween happy belated halloween to all listeners i hope everyone Uh, got a lot of candy you're probably still eating it if you did honestly yeah yeah i i'm just now realizing i live in a new neighborhood that I think has actual kids that trick or treat, and I have no. And our house is decorated on the outside, but we have no candy. Oh, so way. you're tricking people? They're like, oh, they're clearly into this. Look at this all decoration. tricks. Yeah. Don't. No are you gonna get candy? Oh, you're not gonna. I might need to go get candy. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, if you do, mm. are you gonna be the cool house that gets the full size bars? Absolutely not. I work at I work at Games Media. I don't. Know how to... <laughs> that is that what you're gonna ever. tell the kids when you hand them fun size? <laughs> hey, sorry, I work in games. I, I there's a lot of the news lately, week. but yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Go and rate the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday for another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.